Mama says that alligators are ornery because they got all them teeth but no toothbrush. Once again, things that could have been brought to my attention yesterday! Do the hustle. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Little Marty, the only podcast on the internet dedicated to covering the work of Adam Sandler and Martin Scorsese. My name is Eric Halloween. And my name is Jeremy the Butcher. Eric, I'm surprised your intro wasn't something like... Did I do that? Was I in hustle? <laughs> Wait, what? What's the uh, Jaleel White's in this movie, my guy? Ah, Urkel. Yes. Urkel himself plays the that, titular you know what? Blake. I didn't even. I wouldn't recognize uh, Jaleel White uh, this this far into the future. Yeah, to be honest with you. And you know, no glasses, no suspenders. No suspenders. So yeah. probably, yeah. You know, Jeremy, I was doing some research right before we recorded, and uh, I think I could win a hot dog eating contest if I tried. Okay, okay. Now, now explain why you think that. <laughs> <laughs> so I've been, by the way, I, I was vegetarian for five years until very recently. Whoa. You know? I kind of forgot about that. Yeah, I started, you know, I started off slow. I was like, oh, maybe I'll have some fried chicken once in a while. Now I'm just like eating hot dogs and stuff <laughs> all the time. <laughs> Wait a minute. This brings up a good question. How long have you not been in LA? That is a good question. I guess almost three years at this point. Okay. Maybe? So when we yeah. were hanging out, you were a vegetarian. I was a ve- yeah, I was a vegetarian. Yeah, we, you we, know, so wait a minute. For your birthday, famously, listeners, this is something you're probably going to want to know. For Eric's birthday <laughs> one year, we went to uh, Benny Hanna. Yeah, <laughs> the, the you... place where they throw slabs of meat <laughs> in front of you. Did you not eat meat that night? I I remember eating fish that Okay, that so you got like the slamming salmon or something. Yeah, that was my that was a tradition that was started by uh, my friend Brad and I. Uh, like before I stopped eating meat, is we would because our birthdays were are almost on the same day. We would go to the Santa Monica Benihana where they filmed uh, that episode of The Office. Yes, and we would. I don't know if they do it anymore, but they had some insane thing called like the Chef's Table or something, where if you you basically got like a free dinner. If you went there on your birthday, it was great. Yeah, um, no, I mean they. We went there kind of recently, um, but they have been. Dr- I, I'll say this: when I went with you, it was awesome. When I went there, kind of like in the wake of one of the most recent variants, <laughs> they <laughs> yeah. they were not uh, uh, operating at a hundred percent. It was really sad, you know. They were just so many people, so little staff, you know. Um, our uh, yeah. our, partic- our particular uh, chef really struggled with all the tricks and stuff. And like, I gotta say, my dude, if you thought like going to a bad improv show was awkward, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's 
yeah, I I usually do delivery, and they'll and they'll 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 bring in a little portable hibachi <laughs> grill. It's <laughs> pretty good. Um, yeah, but anyway, uh, I you know before this podcast, I I was trying to eat. I lost track of time. I was trying to get something in my belly real quick. So I just ate like three hot dogs really fast. <laughs> and I did it surprisingly quickly. I think I could do a lot. Like, I don't know what the what a normal hot dog eating contest is like. Right. I think I could do like 40. Yeah. I. <laughs> what happens to you when you eat 40 hot dogs? Does anything bad happen to you? <laughs> you probably barf and have stomach problems for a few days. Yeah. Um Oh wow. Okay, so this there's something called Nathan's famous hot dog contest. And this is you have to eat 76 hot dogs in 10 minutes. I that's a little bit too much for me. That's so many hot dogs and so little time. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's a t-shirt right there. One might even say to prepare for a, a contest of this caliber, you might want to hustle on over to patreon.com wow. slash Eric and Jeremy, where you'll find all of the bonus, as I like to call it, supplemental material for the Little Marty podcast. That's right. We have episode upon episode of coverage as far back as the year 20, I'm going to say 18. Is that right? <laughs> Sounds about right. That's right. We have episodes covering all kinds of movies, a lot of listener re- requests on there. Um, it's a good time. It's a, quite, it's, a, it's a fun little community. We encourage you to head over there, listen to some stuff. Currently, we've been going through the, uh, the Coen Brothers films, and that has been um, badass. I'll just say it. It's been badass. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And we're what are we doing next? We're doing uh, the well, one this week we, just we covered did. Intolerable Cruelty. Yes, which is a uh, a fun one. People don't like that movie, but uh, we've actually yet to rec- record it. We're, we're going to record it after this, but I'll tell you right now, Eric. Like, I like that movie. That you know good, what? Man. Not to spoil uh, anything for me, mm-hmm. but I'll say this: mm-hmm. I watched it. Yeah, so head on over to patreon.com slash Eric and Jeremy if you want to hear the rest of our thoughts on the 2002 film, Intolerable Cruelty, starring Catherine Zeta-Jones. You don't see her very often anymore. I'll say that. You don't. You don't see her very often, and if you're me, you 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 don't get texts from her very often anymore either. Right. Um... But you know, uh, I, Jeremy on the on the on the Patreon. I am also. We also like to, we we do some crazy stuff over there, Jeremy. And I'm gonna. I, I have a pitch for the Patreon episode uh, to say for the Patreon episode that I think our listeners are gonna want to hear. I think people will have some thoughts, but I have an idea. So it's a little tease, a little teaser for you. If you want to know what goes on in the mind of an Eric Halloween. Patreon.com slash Eric and Jeremy. Now, Jeremy, we're kind of breaking form a little bit. Yeah, I wonder if this has happened before when we have been covering a director or an actor's work and then in the middle of that coverage, they released a new film. Like, 
with PTA and Wes Anderson, we had already covered all their movies. And then, like, Licorice Pizza came out, and we did, a, you know, an episode on that, an episode on, uh, I'm blanking on the Wes Anderson one. Yeah, we also did an episode, like, covering the monkey film that David Lynch made. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So this is interesting. So we, normally, if you're new to this podcast, we go chronologically. Uh, and I, I got to be honest, this is kind of like a nice break. Yeah. Um, to really, because I do think that Sandler is just like, he's having... He's having a a, a a great little moment here, and I hope yeah. that it lasts like through the rest of his career. But I think we both needed this little reminder of like what's to come, you know, what Sandler's yeah. been up to lately. Because I think uh, I I'm just gonna say it. I really like Hustle. I thought this was great. Yeah, I think Hustle is excellent, and um, and you're absolutely right. It, it's cool to to check out something where. Like I don't want to like give too much of like my thoughts away about like the era we're in currently with Sandler being like your Zohans and your grown-ups and such. I just feel like he lost his way a little bit. Like he just fa- didn't he he lost his footing and I feel like he's he, he now has it back. Cuz this is a Happy Madison joint right here. So this is a good this is a good movie. It's a Happy Madison uh production. So it's not like PTA or the Safety Bros, right? Like uh, somebody else. It's like his own company. And I think this is like awesome, you know? And uh like it's emblematic of like uh kind of a Adam Sandler essence, you know? Little Rakana Sandler sauce. Um But yeah, it's it's just kind of a bummer over there in like where we're kind of covering cuz it's like Sandler has been accused, rightly so, of he just wants to make big studio, big budget studio comedies so he can send all of his friends and him on vacation. Okay? I don't hate that Me as either. a concept. I think, I think that's I think cool. that rocks. But the one stipulation is you have to make a funny movie. That's right. my only that's my only ask, is that if you're gonna go all go to Hawaii together, that's cool. But make something really funny while you're there. Uh, he's currently not doing that. He's currently just doing the vacations and the product placement and stuff, but they're not exactly, at least, you know, my, what I think is funny. Uh, there's, like, I will say there's a ton of product placement and like Sandler sauce in this movie, right? A lot of his friends are in this. Um, you know, it's got like, it's got like Burger King, McDonald's, Wendy's, all in the very first like ten minutes of the movie up front and in your face. But it's a still a good movie and funny and heartwarming and all that stuff. So I don't mind it, <laughs> you know. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um, it's interesting. I like this is a movie that I I like recommended this to uh, my parents because like. Mm-hmm. It's like a good, it's like just one of those movies. It's kind of like for everyone, I think. Like it's, uh, I think it does have like some comedy that this isn't like, this isn't even like a comedy movie to me though. You know what I mean? Like it's, uh, I think uh, Sandler has found like a good uh, balance. I will say like there's, there's, 
his demeanor is different too. Like I feel like I I get I always get the sense no matter what era of Sandler we're watching, there's like an element of his characters he's playing that that are like probably sort of what he's like in real life. <laughs> and I feel yeah. like this I I buy this as being like this is just Sandler being almost be, Sandler being Sandler. Yeah, totally. I absolutely cool. think I this like, is what like Adam it. Sandler is like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it to, down to the a T, you know? Like the way he talks to his daughter and his wife and stuff, like I'm just like, yeah, this is just cuz he's a family man. You know, we know this about about Sandler. Um and yeah, it's just like all that charming sort of warmth and goofiness and stuff. He it's like, yeah, this is him. This is who, this is who I imagine Sandler is, and by all accounts, like how he treats other people too. Like he's very kind in real life and stuff. And, um, yeah, love it, but with like little bouts of like, almost like uh, what would you call it? like violence or or um, uh, aggression? You know, uh, right? It's it's like it's like. Uh, I think, and I think honestly, Billy Madison is like what you get if you turn this up to a thousand. <laughs> like you <laughs> dial in his, it's you know, sweetness and saltiness. <laughs> you know, up to a million. It's like, yeah. So I wish there was more um, background on this on this movie because uh, there's really not a, not much. Say, I'm I'm trying to even figure out so. Sandler joined the cast uh, with Jeremiah Zager, Zagar, Zager, directing from a screenplay by Taylor Materni and Will Fetters with Netflix set to distribute. Sandler had seen Zager's 2018 narrative feature, We the Animals, and mm-hmm. asked him to take a look at the script for Hustle. Uh, he was hesitant before becoming intrigued. So Sandler, this is a script that Sandler had. I don't think he wrote it, did he? Uh, let me check. No, he's not credited. It was Taylor, yeah. Matt Tiernan, and Will Fetters. I bet. I bet you those are just two guys. Um, you know what I mean? Like just like random people like us, you know, who like sat down together and wrote a film, and and then you know their agent. It somehow got over to. Oh no no no! These are not just oh. two guys. These are like the guys who wrote A Star Is Born. <laughs> oh okay. Yeah. All so right. they're yeah. Um, yeah, makes I mean, sense. who knows how long this screenplay has been floating around, but these, yeah, these two guys are, uh, are, uh, well, one of them is, uh, Will, uh, Will Fetters, who, who, for all we know, you know, this started as a Taylor Matern script and then Will Fetters came in to do the rewrites on it. But like, at least one of them is an established screenwriter. Um, yeah, the, uh, but like they don't even have Wikipedia pages, neither of them. So they're not like huge names in the industry. And then, so Sandler gave this to Jeremiah Zager. I guess. Yeah. It seems. Uh, so here's my interpretation of the events is they, you know, these screenwriters somehow got, you know, this, their people got this, you know, uh, script to Sandler and Sandler liked it. And Sandler, uh, saw this movie We Are We the Animals by right. this uh Zager guy. Yeah. And suggested that he direct it. Yeah. 
that's um and that's cool you know because sandler has worked so much with his friends um both directing and writing and producing and creating and he does it here too but it seems like honestly i think the uh, success of uncut gems really has helped him um get a little taste for like that kind of creative energy like that kind of create you know creativity like mm. that it's kind of fun and cool to work with new people and they can sometimes bring out in you things that you know your friends or the people you've worked for your whole career can't so you know this is i like this version of sandler who's like shopping for directors like that yeah. could really help him in the future you know what does a wes anderson adam sandler movie look like <laughs> <laughs> you know weirdly enough i can kind of picture it and me it, too it, it's, it, it rocks good. in my brain <laughs> yeah um <clears throat> i <laughs> what although Sandler would have to wear like something other than a sweatshirt. Yeah, yeah. He'd have to wear It'd like It'd be funny a to see suit. Sandler in like a funny like Wes Anderson like bellhop outfit or yeah. something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What is an Adam Sandler like, you know, um uh fucking uh like I'm trying to think of like a uh a really off tilt director like a um, who's the guy who did mother in black swan oh yeah darren aronofsky yeah you know what about yeah that's great that's i just watched mother last night <laughs> oh you finally saw it yeah because yeah. i remember you hadn't seen it what'd you think of it loved it good love you know did you it's like, like it? a metaphor for the earth or whatever <laughs> it's awesome dude it rocks yeah. yeah i did have to look up like i needed some help with the metaphor like i didn't quite get it right away but once i kind of put that together or found that i was like oh man and then it becomes like it almost becomes like a fun uh game of, like guessing game of like what everything represents you know yeah it's awesome yeah it's really really great anyway. um so yeah I don't know. So, the, the, what do you what do you think? By the way, of like, because this is a Netflix original. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you think of these movies now that are coming out and just going straight to uh, the old streaming platforms? I personally think this is a pretty good one. Yeah, but, oh, good. G- in general, I personally think a lot of them are kind of bad. Yeah, I I don't really have um a good nice hot take on the quality of them. I will say the reason I don't like them coming straight to Netflix is twofold. One is I have an AMC stubs or a list subscription. So, and I can walk to my local AMC (laughs) right now. So I love, I'm going to the movies after this. Like I love going to the movies now. Um, I'm really hoping the COVID new COVID variants or whatever, like are handled well and we're able to kick them because i don't want to go back to not being able to go see movies in the theater i love going to the theater and i so that sucks that i'm not able to go see the new adam sandler in theaters right the other thing that kind of sucks about it is we don't get the budget or how much the movie made for those films right 
because that's all Netflix hush hush. We have no idea. So that's kind of a bummer. Like, um, yeah, that, and that, that, that's my two, that's my two cents on that is like, I don't mind really. I mean, it's, it's definitely more convenient to just have it streaming directly into my house, but, um, yeah. So like for, I just looked up the Irishman. <laughs> mm-hmm. We do actually do get the budget. So I guess if the movie has been out for a while, we can, you know, we will see the budget, the budget for the Irishman, but it's also unclear what the budget is for that. Like on the Wikipedia page, it says 159 to 250 million. Okay. So they have a hundred million dollars. They're not sure about <laughs> went into this movie. <laughs> and then, uh, the box office, 8 million. That's not fair though, because that movie was out in the theaters for 20 minutes and then went straight to Netflix. Right. So, oh. yeah. So I guess like that's the one thing I kind of miss about or I don't like about the the is there's not really transparency around how successful this movie is. Like I'm actually interested to know like did this is did, is Hustle doing well for them? You know what I mean? Like did this or is this considered a success or a failure? I don't know. Good question. Yeah. I yeah. Well, we know that they're not doing, what did they say? They're not doing like vanity projects anymore. Um, right, which I yeah. don't know what that means. Hustle, by the way, if our uh, I Rotten think that Tomatoes means score not is profitable. Yeah, yeah. Um, Rotten Tomatoes gave Hustle, by the way, a 92%, my guy. Wow. That is the critics, the 92%, and the audience score, 93%. That means audiences and critics alike love this movie. <laughs> it's I will say this like the um you know, we used to have well I guess they still exist, like Hallmark movies and stuff, but like you know, made for TV movies have always existed. Uh so I guess maybe and I will say that like streaming only movies as a whole, are probably better than like old timey like made for TV <laughs> yeah. movies. So yeah. I guess we've gone up in quality a little bit, right? But yeah, I'm with you. I like the I like the movie theater. Honestly, if there were if I sort of wish that it was harder for me to watch stuff without mm. going to mo- a movie theater because I kind of like that. I like that you have to you got to go you got to go to the theater. You know. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Yeah, or like, you know, it's it's also hard to know like 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 I don't know, like not that I love buying Blu-ray. I mean, I do like buying Blu-rays, but like back in the day, back in the day, you it, I I never know what's streaming and what's not. That that's another thing. It's like I I can't just count on something to be streaming. So it's like I have to the 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 now what the the modern the modern person has to Google a movie they want to watch first to see if where where they can watch it. Mm. And then if you don't have that streaming service, then you make a choice at that point. It just sort of like takes the romance, I think, out of out of uh watching a movie um a little bit. That's exactly Jeremy why I only watch what's on Crackle. It exactly. makes life simpler, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. And if you sign up for Crackle <laughs> with the promo code <laughs> Eric and Jeremy, they'll tell you that it's free and they don't uh, do promo codes. <clears throat> so we're talking hustle. Let's get into the plot here. This is, uh, we got Stanley Sugarman, uh, jaded international scout for the Philadelphia 76ers of the NBA, stands for National Basketball Association. I've heard that. Uh, Living life on the road in search of future stars. His frequent travel takes a toll on his wife, Teresa, and daughter, Alex. Um, I really like Sandler's, uh, like, family. In this, I like the casting in this a lot. Yeah, Queen Latifah good. rocks. Um, mm-hmm. It's a little bit of a, um, I don't know what, the, uh, there's I, there's probably a word for this type of role. And listeners, if you know it, um, reach out to me. But like, I want to start getting this in my vocabulary. It's like a role for somebody where they don't do a lot, really. They barely actually do anything in the movie. But be- it's their like name and notoriety that that the movie clearly wants. Sure. Do you know what I mean? Like, and I don't. Th- I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm just saying like there are roles like this all all the time in in things where it's like, and it's usually the wife or girlfriend of an Adam Sa- of Adam Sandler in the Adam Sandler movie. Like, if Adam Sandler starts the movie and he's already married or in a relationship, that that actor doesn't have a lot to do in the movie. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they're just there to support like in, you know, anger management is one I can think of or um, this or um, click <laughs> or uh, so I love Queen Latifah in general and I love her in this. I think she's, I think she really works. It's really great. And the daughter's really funny too. I like his family a lot, but I want to know what the word is for like, it's like not vanity. It's like not a cameo. It's just like a Vamio? You know, famio. <laughs> um, while he is liked by the 76ers owner, Rex Merrick, he clashes philosophically with Rex's son, Vincent. This guy who plays Rex, uh, Vincent. Awesome. Really good. Good yeah. at being a guy that I don't like playing a character that makes me mad. <laughs> Do you know Ben Foster? No, I don't know who he is. Oh, man, dude. Uh, you've got to watch more Ben Foster movies. He typically okay. <clears throat> steals the film, whatever film he's in. Um, he he's typically like the, the best thing in the film. Um, I love him in this movie, 310 to Yuma. Is like one of the ones where I fell in love with him. He's also in a movie called Alpha Dog. I really fell in love with him there. The Messenger. And and, and like he's in movies that are also bad too. Like he was in Warcraft, the movie. (laughs) (laughs) But he's always great in the movie, if that makes sense. Okay. Um, Hell or High Water is another movie he's in. He's really great in. Um, Yeah, just a fantastic, kind of a freak actor yeah i'm looking at uh okay yeah looks good um the three months later vince returns stanley to his position as scout uh sending him overseas to find a new star stanley meets with his former college teammate 
Leon Rich, who encourages him to leave the 76ers and join him as a player agent. I don't know if this is like real and this is how this works. I kind of just always assume that everyone who plays for the NBA came up through college basketball. Uh-huh. Which I'm glad hopefully that's not the case. That'd be that's I hope I hope some of the NBA players are were just like picked up off the streets. Uh Oh yeah, dude. This is exactly. Yeah. I mean, yeah, because Dirk, I mean, they use Dirk Nowitzki as a like he's a character in the movie as himself, but he's that's a real life like guy from wherever. <laughs> not not nice. not Texas. <laughs> yeah. Um yeah. I like it. I I I know very little about the NBA and uh like sport scouting. Yeah. But I buy I buy it, you know. I oh, buy the totally. Whole, it seems yeah. realistic. Uh after Stanley's plan to scout another player in Spain falls through, he finds himself watching a local pickup game where he is stunned by an unknown player who shows incredible talent. What do you think of the B-ball action in this movie? Uh fun. Like I always think like uh sports are hard to shoot some sports are actually easier to shoot than others um like uh soccer and football are a little well not actually not football soccer is 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 like one of the easier ones to shoot baseball is also easy to shoot ones where people are like really spread out you know and you can like hone in on the action that's very you know particular but sports like football and basketball where there's a bunch of guys crowded around (laughs) one thing yeah it's hard to see stuff so like it's it's always a really cool thing when the movie's shot in a way that like you can you can really get in on the action and this movie is shot very well oh yeah the bet the basketball stuff was like my favorite part Mm -hmm. i mean it looks really good yeah uh i you know what I'm a sports movie person. I'm Me not too. a sport like a sports person necessarily, but I'm a sports movie person. I Me like too. a good inspiring uh story of any sport, really. Yep, absolutely. Um me too. I love I love a good cuz sports there is inherent drama built in. So, you know, you really have to work really hard to mess up a, a sports movie. But e- cuz even uh kind of lame ones are are actually pretty good and it's 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 traditionally been a really great way to backdoor showcase a bunch of people of color you know because sports is built on you know um not just white people so you get a lot of like super diverse casts when you do sports movies um i agree with you I definitely agree with you. Uh, Stanley attempts to speak with the man, Bo Cruz, but is rebuffed until he makes a FaceTime call to Dirk Nowitzki to prove his legitimacy. Uh, Bo and his mother... This, this scene is so funny, by the way. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> when Dirk pretends not to know him, it's yeah. so funny. <laughs> Bo and his mother, uh, Paola recount uh his life story he was a talented player from an early age and was invited to play in america at age 15 but stayed in spain after his girlfriend became pregnant with his daughter lucia bo now works construction and makes extra money hustling at basketball yeah 
after an impressive workout with members of the Spanish national team, Stanley urges the 76ers front office to sign Cruz immediately, but Vincent is unconvinced. <laughs> unconvinced. Vincent unconvinced. is un- unconvinced. Stanley <laughs> takes matters into his own hands, uh, playing to bring Cruz to the United States and telling Bo that he will be signed by the seven, by the Sixers or enter the NBA draft. Uh, at the airport, Bo is detained for an ag- aggravated assault conviction he received in Spain. He re- is released, but warned that he could be deported if he were to be arrested. Uh, you know, Jeremy, I got to say, 900, uh, 900 grand starting salary in the NBA ain't bad. I It just, yeah, it just <laughs> makes me want to get a time machine and and just only do basketball (laughs) like it's just so such good money oh man yeah i mean you know we they're paying for a person's whole life at that point like a person can only play sports for x amount of time you surprisingly i found this out recently you can actually play basketball for quite a long time like i didn't know that like some people had like 20 year careers at basketball um yeah, I, I don't know if they get that much in football. <laughs> well, Michael Jordan retired when he was 72. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. And he retired a uh, he, he he retired as a football player, which was crazy. Yeah. Uh, Stanley takes Bo to play at a showcase organized by Leon, which is also attended by the presumptive second overall pick Kermit the Frog. Yeah. Just kidding. Kermit Wiltz. Uh, Which Stanley- is a joke in the movie that his name is Kermit. <laughs> Kermit Wiltz. By the way, played by Anthony Edwards. Uh, Anthony Edwards is um, nicknamed Ant-Man. He is a basketball player for the Timberwolves. He he rocks in this movie. Like, that rivalry he has with Kermit. Like, he is... Oh, yeah. Ba- he's a menacing. Like, he is so good. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, he's great, especially in the uh, the stuff towards the end, which oh, we'll yeah. get to here yeah. very soon. During the workout, Cruz shows flashes of talent but struggles on offense, offense and at guarding Wiltz, who trash talks him and throws him off his game. After Vince tells Stanley he is uninterested in Bo, Stanley quits the 76ers, deciding to put all his effort behind getting Cruz ready for the NBA draft combine six weeks away. Uh, Stanley tells Bo that his only weakness is his sensitivity and encourages him to build his mental toughness. Uh, Teresa and Alex assist with the training process, uh, preparing meals and taping workouts. Bo improves dramatically through Stanley's coaching, but Leon is unable to get him into the draft combine after Vince spreads information about Bo's assault charge. You know... Jeremy, there's an alternate life where I am like a, a personal coach to an athlete. Yeah. I would I love to be, be a, a guy. Good one. <laughs> I would love to be like driving behind this <laughs> basketball player while he's running uphill and I'm yeah. just like drinking a coffee. It's like four in the morning. Right. Just honking the horn, <laughs> telling him to go faster. It's kind of like how you treat me on this podcast, where like a lot of times we're recording <laughs> yeah. as I'm running with a microphone, and you're kind of in a car behind me honking. Yeah, by the way, pick up the pace. Yeah, right. Uh, 
so this is my favorite part of the whole movie actually right here is like once uh stanley quits there is a montage a training montage like in every good sports movie you know like a good training montage like a good rocky training montage this one's particularly good um one thing they do really well and really effectively is um they show him getting to his breaking point like the 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 player and you think it's going to be over and there's going to be like some scenes or something but instead what ends up happening is he pushes through and i know it sounds kind of obvious the way i'm describing it but the way that it's shot uh i don't know if you've ever like worked out like and really pushed yourself past what you thought you could do <laughs> but yeah this re- does a really effective job at making you feel that way it's like you couldn't possibly run anymore and then he just takes a deep breath and gets up and keeps going and I'm getting chills just kind of thinking about it because it's like a really, it's just really well done, really well put together, really well edited scene. Uh, I think this to me was the most effective part of the movie. It was like, okay, everyone put down your phone, just like hone in on this. Like this is special. This is kind of important. Yes. Agreed. Um, Bo is furious. <laughs> Stanley uh, eventually revealing that the char- charge Stemmed from a fight with Lucia's mother's boyfriend after she tried to claim sole custody of Lucia. Uh, Stanley reveals that his injured hand was from a drunk driving accident while he was in college. What if they just, like, never discussed it? Yeah. Right. I um, almost didn't. <laughs> it's like, yeah. it is kind of an afterthought, you know. Uh, derailing his basketball team season putting him in jail for six months. Their trust renewed. Stanley works tirelessly to get Bo into the combine without success. In order to create interest, the Sugarmans enlist Julius Irving to create a viral video of the Boa Challenge, where people, including 76ers, play Tobias Harris, a player, uh, Tobias Harris, attempt to score on Bo for money. Cruz is eventually accepted into the combine and Stanley brings Lucia and Paola to the United States to support him. Bo impresses in the physical elements of the combine, but must face off with Wilts again in the five on five exhibition game. Cruz initially performs well, but becomes upset after Kermit begins talking trash about Bo's daughter and mother. He eventually breaks, pushing Wilts down and storming Mm -hmm. out of the workout. Yeah. Yeah. This is like heartbreaking. Yeah, it's a bummer. You kind of think, oh, he's donezo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I was expecting yeah. the credits to roll, to be honest. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, crazy. Uh, good performance again by Anthony Edwards. Like, as Bo like, slams his hand on the ground really loud, like, you think he's just crushed yeah. <laughs> Kermit's face. But then you see Kermit like whose eyes are closed. Cause he's expecting to just get annihilated. He like looks up. And when he realizes that Bo didn't kill him, but that he totally screwed up his career, presumably you just see that smile, <laughs> that devilish smile, <laughs> like Kermit yes. looking at him like, Ooh, you screwed up, you know? Um, both Stanley uh, and Bo think their uh, think their journey is over at the airport. 
for Bo's flight back to Spain. Leon calls about a private game for players and front office members uh, that Bo and Kermit have both been invited to. Playing without pressure for the first time, Cruz locks down Wilts uh, defensively and demonstrates his offensive abilities. Um, Rex's daughter, Kat, who recognizes Stanley's talent, reveals that she is taking over uh, taking over for Vince and rehires Stanley. Mm-hmm. Who is this actress, by the way? I feel like I recognize her from something. Uh, Heidi Gardner from SNL. Oh, really? Interesting. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, she's, a, five she's months a, as of maybe three or four years in cast member. Well, shows you how, how often I watch SNL. <laughs> yeah, it does. Uh, although, so the, the the clips that I see of Sarah Sherman, really funny. Dude, um, that's Sarah Squirm, my guy. She's I know. Great. Yeah, she's. Great. I like I, the, the particularly like the ones where she uh, tears uh, 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 Colin Jost to Colin Jost to shreds. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. She rocks. Five months later, the 76ers and Boston Celtics tip off for a game against each other with Stanley coaching for the 76ers and Bo playing for the Boston Celtics. Celtics. <laughs> Celtics. Um, I forgot. So I, it's we should mention that uh, Juancho uh, Hernan Gomez is the guy who plays Bo. He is uh, a player for the Utah Jazz. Like he's also a pro ball player. Okay. As well, he's not. He's not just an actor. Um. Uh. Which I also like. I. I. You know, if I'm gonna make a big deal about Anthony Edwards, I gotta make a big deal about this guy because he really does crush it. Like he's so good in, in this role, and he's really believable and. I think what all, another another lesson Sandler learned from Uncut Gems is that like basketball players sometimes make really great actors. <laughs> Not yeah, always. Yeah, for sure. Not always. Yeah. Like I don't know if MJ or Shaq are, is are that great, but like you know, uh, you know, Uncut Gems famously had uh, what's his name in it, the guy from. It's uh, um, like a big not part of remember his name, but he's a yeah. Um, yeah, it's also cool to see, like, you could just tell that Sandler, like, even if I didn't know who Sandler was and I watched this movie, I'd be like, oh, this guy is, like, playing a role that he's kind of excited about. You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. Tell, yeah. He's yeah, just, yeah. like, he's a basketball guy. He's, like, read probably read the script as well as, like, yeah, man, that'd be awesome to play, like, a talent scout for a basketball player. Probably get to work with some of my favorite, you know, pl- you know, some cool basketball players. I also want to mention uh before I forget that the music is by Dan Deacon. Oh, um, right, which who's is like a great electronic yeah. music composer. Yeah, he, f- he rocks. Um Kevin Garnett, by the way. Uncut Gems, Kevin Garnett, basketball player. Jeremy, uh, what do you think of Hustle if you were to rate it on a scale of well, 1 to 4? Um, Chucky, I guess freckles. What would you give it? I so I'm giving this movie a three. Actually, um, this gets the this gets the uh, Hubie Halloween score. This gets wow. the um, the Cape Fear score, the Wedding Singer score. Um, yeah, I I uh, I like this movie a lot. I think this movie's really great. Um. The things I like about it are the way it was shot, the way it's presented, you know, um, the performances I think are actually really great. Like Ben Foster's great. Obviously Sandman is rocks it. 
all the ball players are really good in it. Um, I think where this movie kind of just like flattens out a little bit for me is like the, like I, I know I brought it up before, but like the fast food stuff at the beginning, like it, there's a runner in this movie that Adam Sandler's like gaining weight and that he like eats too much fast food on the road and stuff. And like, yeah, they don't, they spend a lot of time talking about that and then don't really go anywhere and it doesn't go anywhere at all. And that kind of just like made me, I'm just like, come on guys. Like, like, I, I get that you have to do product placement. Like, either don't mention it, or if you're going to mention it so much, like, have it pay off in some kind of way. Like, you're making it part of the story at that point, and that right. just sort of was distracting to me. I also think, like, that... Um, yeah, yeah, like... Uh, like, there were... There's there's always, like, there's... I, Sandler in, in his in company can sometimes get in their own way in terms of like cameos and stuff. Like there's stuff like like Jaleel White's in this movie, fat Joe's in this movie. Um, and, and, and like Heidi Gardner's in this movie, Robert Duvall's in this movie. Like there's a lot of people in this movie and I don't know if they all like work as quite as an ensemble. And, and that's like Sandler's deal, man. Like he, he's like, let's put in Joe McEnroe. Let's put in, uh, you know, um, uh, terry bradshaw let's put in you know like all you know he had he always just like throws in cameos for cameos sake and like it's just not like my favorite thing he does you know um yeah it, it t- sometimes will take away from like what's going on uh but those are really big nitpicks like this movie comes in just under two hours so it's a good length you know um it's a fun watch it's so it's so like has so much energy so much like um such a good vibe movie and a fun, like sort of dramatic sports movie. And yeah, so I'm, I'm happy this movie exists. I'm glad they made it. I was excited to watch it. Like when I heard that they were making it, um, it's also like, uh, produced by, um, LeBron James as well. Okay. Which is like really cool. Uh, yeah, this production, the producers team is really fun. It's like LeBron James, uh, Maverick Carter, Joe Roth, Alan Covert, Adam Sandler. It's like all these like really heavy hitters. So um, yeah, man, great, good, good stuff. Glad we, glad we uh, got to take a little break and watch Hustle. What did you think of it? I thought, uh, you know, I, I'll give Hustle the uh, the man who wasn't there score. Um, what else did I give it? Three out of four. I'll, I'll give it the. Uh, Miller's Crossing score. I'll give it a three out of four. I think it's. Uh, I I agree with a lot of what you said. Um, the one thing, the one situation where I do like when Sandler has like a random cameo is sometimes just like a funny, just like a random celebrity to show up if, in like part of a one of his comedies can be funny, like John McEnroe and Mr. Deeds just showing up for like just to raise hell for like a montage and then leaves like the, isn't in the movie <laughs> for the rest of it. Um, can be funny. Yeah. But for uh, sure. <laughs> otherwise I, I agree. I, I get what you're saying. Um, yeah. So I, three out of four, I think it's just an all around good movie. Like I said, I've been recommending it to people. I think it's like it, it, it's cool. I think we're seeing like sort of, uh, not necessarily like a different Sandler than we've seen before, but almost like a combination of um, Sandler's 
you know, that we've seen in the past. I kind of like, like, uh, there's like the super goofy Sandler and then there's the really serious Sandler. And, uh, I kind of like that this character is sort of in the middle there. Um, it's like an interesting guy to watch, you know? Uh, so I give it a three out of four. We're really looking forward to seeing what else he's do. He, he does. I forget because doesn't he have like he has like a bunch more Netflix movies coming out probably right? Doesn't he have like? I know at some point he had a contract to put out just like a ton of Netflix movies. Right. I don't think he's gonna like. I don't. I could also see him renewing that contract over and over and over. I don't. There, it's almost like there's no reason unless he wants out. Because I, I, yeah. I feel like they're just going to keep giving him buckets of cash. Because honestly, if anything probably does well for their streaming service, it is Adam Sandler. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know if spending $250 million on The Irishman paid paid off dividends. <laughs> <laughs> but I know that, like, these movies are typically very cheap to make. Um, it's basically just paying people salaries. You know? So, um, like, Sandler is also, like... He, he doesn't just come with himself. He comes with a bunch of heavy hitters in his pocket. Like, he'll oh, yeah. always be able to pull in David Spade if he wants, Chris Rock if he wants, you know, um, Kevin James if he wants. And those are all those are all people who draw, you know? Right. Who, like, bring in, bring in income. So, I think, like, I, you know, I, I don't see this deal ever going away um, unless literally Netflix goes away. Um, or if they get in big, big trouble, which they could be, we don't know. <laughs> we, don't, <laughs> we don't know. Yeah. So three out of four. And, uh, you know what, Jeremy, while we're here, I'm going to raise my airhead score to a 3.5. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, I have the document open. <laughs> wait a minute. My, okay. My airhead score is at a 2.75 right now. I'm not raising it today i'll tell you that much it's staying where it is today i can't a three a three airheads goes above hustle airheads goes above uh let me see what else would it go above the water boy oh it already is above the water boy it would go above big daddy yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna give it the Hubie Halloween score. Airhead, I don't know, I don't know. Maybe maybe I'll feel more generous next week. Listeners, stay tuned to find out. Stay tuned. That's why people listen. <laughs> they they uh, listen because of my ine- inevitable giving that movie a four out of four by the time we're done. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, Patreon.com/slash Eric and Jeremy for the Coen Brothers coverage. A whole bunch of whole bunch of great stuff. A bunch of good bonus content. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Hubie Halloween One and Norma. I'll see you in my dreams. Mm-hmm.